You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning, everyone. Those of you who don't know me, I'm Chuck Kennedy, and I'm not a pastor here. Actually, I do lead a Bible study that we do on uh, Sunday mornings. And since so many of you can't get up early to go to that, we're bringing it to you today. <laughs> so we're currently studying the book of Ephesians. Yes. And for those of you who don't, haven't read it for a little while, the book of Ephesians is exciting because Paul doesn't have a problem. It's, a lot of them are like false teachers have entered and he's written a letter. Something else has happened. This is just a proclamation of who God is, who they are in God, and what the church is. And so this is the most beautiful letter. And Paul writes this from prison. I can just see Paul saying, Father, just give me joy in this circumstance. And he just pours out to him the book of Ephesians for us. And so when we look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 1 has all these gifts, all these blessings. And then chapter 2 tells us how we get there. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Chapter 2, we're going to go... Wow. We're going to go through the first 10 verses, okay? And since we don't have the thing up there, if you don't have your Bibles with you, if you don't have electronic means of reading the Bible, then I'll just read it with you. I'm going to read the first uh, three verses. We'll comment on that, then we'll read some more, and then we'll comment on that. Do it that way. It starts, now remember, he just told him, you got all this stuff, all these gifts, all these blessings. And then he comes out and says, and you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So he opens with that. Golly, that was exciting. I feel so uplifted. Okay. You know, really though, he's really making a point here because a whole lot of us don't really think we did all that much wrong. We, okay, we stumbled. But did we die? We, we maybe didn't, you know, you look at some, some, some of us, maybe when you're only 13 when you came to Christ, and from you to, to God was just a little hop. It, so you look at it and go, I didn't do that much, but that Chuck Kennedy guy now, he... <laughs> See, look at what he says. Dead means corpse. It doesn't mean like kind of dead. Dead, dead, okay? <laughs> and important, one of the most important words in that whole thing I just read is the word in. We were dead in sin and trespass. Trespass being a willful disobedience, sin being short of the mark, the heart of a sinner. We were in that. That's our frame of reference. Everything about it, we're in that. That not only that, our hearts are messed up and we were, it says we were following, but that really means we're, we're following the rules of the world. We're following the rules of the prince of the air. So we were under that dominion, under that authority. As a matter of fact, it says the prince of the air, his power is the word authority, not his strength. So it's about his authority. 
We relinquished ourselves to his authority and then we became sons of disobedience. That's our inheritance. That's our fatherhood is sons of disobedience. And it says all of us were like this. Paul saying all of us, mind and body. You know, we didn't stumble into this sin. We thought it out sometimes. I can tell you for a fact that at five o'clock at work, I know a whole lot of people that got together with me and said, Chuck, where are we drinking tonight? And we planned it out. Some other people have planned out some other thing. Maybe you planned out an exhibit of your pride. I'm going to buy this car that it's going to be the coolest car and everybody will know who I am. That's what happens to us. And then let's go to the next part. The most important two words, man, oh man, here we come. Are you ready? But God. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ. Here we were, immersed in sin, enveloped by the authority of Satan, born of the nature of disobedience. We deserved wrath. That word wrath is God just his swelling and building anger. It's his he's the settled opposition and displeasure with sin. That's what we deserve. And it comes out and it says, but God. And he meets this, this dead in sin, this son of the, the, the evil one with love, mercy, and grace. Astounding. When you hear, but God, you know these are kingdom words. This is an introduction to a clear and present time when the kingdom is breaking in and a miracle is occurring. But God happens 41 times in the Bible. How many of us, all of us, have a but God moment? And we probably have a bunch of them where the kingdom of God just went bam, and it came to us. And think about this. We were dead to sin. And it says we were made alive with Christ. Three times with Christ. You talk about anointed worship today. It couldn't have been paired any better. With Christ, by grace, here we are, made alive with him. And that word made alive actually is an agricultural term for a seed that germinates. It goes from dead to life. The word with is not a normal with. The word with in Greek is meta, M-E-T-A. This is a, the Greek word son, S-U-N. So like, I'm with, my wife's name is son. So I'm son, son. <laughs> so, but this is intimate. This is a very, very intimate with. This is a cradling. This is a loving with. This is, this is where he says he's rich in mercy. Just lavishing mercy on us. Unt- it'll ne- the, the river never stops flowing rich in mercy, great love. It's a crazy kind of love. Those of you that are older understand, we use crazy as a, as a good thing. So, you know, 
<laughs> so when we sit, and I said, you know, you'll say, you know, someone will open it, look at Christmas and see all these gifts and go, man, that's just crazy. That's a good thing. That's, that's the kind of love it is. It's a crazy kind of love. And then grace is a true gift. You know, in mankind, we almost never give true gifts. And we have difficulty accepting true gifts. As soon as I give, I go up to you and I give you a gift. I was just thinking about it. Here's a gift. What do you say? But I don't have anything for you. We have a hard time accepting a true gift because why? You know, hey, I buy lunch this time. Then the next time you go out to eat, and if you don't, if you don't pick up the tab, you go, well, I bought last time. Oh, so last, you didn't buy my lunch, you loaned me a lunch. <laughs> so that's what, I want us to, he, Paul just says this over and over about grace. You couldn't have done anything. This is like Lazarus in the tomb. How much effort did Lazarus put into his awakening from the tomb? It was all the voice of Jesus. And then how did Lazarus unbind himself? The order of Jesus. He was raised and he was unbound. And that is really what Jesus is saying, I'm done for you. Don't think you can make, go out and, oh, I gotta do something nice for Jesus now because I'm born again. So, but I, we all do this. I was raised in that faith that if you said so many Hail Marys, you got so much grace. If you did this, you, so I was raised in that. So I expected effort equals grace. And Jesus says, no, effort means who we are in our relationship, and he's brought us into this. Then he raised us up. We have the resurrection power in us has been poured into us that we're raised after life. But he goes further. He raises us up to the heavenly realms. Now, how many of you feel like you're in the heavenly realms all the time? I'm going to tell you in a second, you do all the time. Because actually, that's the kingdom here. We're talking kingdom here. We're talking about the kingdom now, the kingdom not yet. I, I, that's a clumsy way of saying that. We have the kingdom fulfilled and the kingdom consummated because everything is fulfilled. A lot of people think that kingdom now, kingdom yet is kingdom now, not quite finished, kingdom yet. Okay, now we're going to get the job done. Jesus has to finish this thing up. No, everything is fulfilled in the kingdom now. Everything not yet consummated. Kingdom near and kingdom delayed is also a part of this. And it's an important part that we don't always recognize. Jesus was constantly saying the kingdom is near, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is at hand. This breakthrough, but God, is kingdom now, our kingdom to come now. The end time breaks into the present time. And we are a part of that. So that we are dual residents of the heavenly realms and earth. Peter keeps saying, I'm an alien. He refers to the other people, aliens. No, that's what he's talking about. We don't belong on this planet anymore because we have been moved to the heavenly realms. How many times have you actually sat there and had something crazy good happen and you just feel God right there? You actually, we talked about this this morning, you sense the second coming actually coming. You're saying, I just got a feeling the second coming is going to be coming like that. And then three hours later, where did it all go? What did I do wrong? What did it, it come, 
You know what? You were in the heavenly realm. It didn't come down to you. You went up to it. Here's what's exciting about this. In chapter 1, verse 3, it says, every spiritual blessing. We're going up to get it. He's lifting us up to the spiritual blessings. It's, it's not that he's lowering them down to us. He's lifting us up to them. That your inheritance in the Holy Spirit has just crashed into you. And this happens all the time. And the more your relation builds, the better it is. You know, this helps us so much. You pray for someone and pray for someone and pray for someone, and it doesn't happen, and you say, must not have been God's will. That's a horrible thing to say. It's always God's will. It is always God's will for joy, health, perfection in his children. Sometimes the kingdom's delayed. And it frustrates us because that mystery in that play sometimes makes us a little crazy. Quite frankly, if you're feeling a little crazy as a Christian, you're a child of God. <laughs> you know, in Galatians 2.20, he goes, I've been crucified, what's that word? With Christ. And it, it, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives where? In me. The, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in Son of God. Do you see the God in me, me in God? Now what happened? I was, a, I was in sin. Now I'm in God. My point of reference is everything that's glorious and God-like. Everything I'm perceiving is from God. Do I, do I come back down to earth and go, what a traffic jam. Oh my gosh, look at, me. Well, look at this pothole. Yeah, I mumble sometimes, but man, I tell you, we are in God. What that means is that, that sinful nature that was in us has been deleted from us. We're a totally new creature. He, he even, when we were talking about this earlier, when you pray in Ephesians 3, it talks about the God who named everyone. That's referring to our new name in Christ the born-again person that had been predetermined before the foundation. This is a stunning, stunning thing. When you really understand who you are in Christ, how we ever feel like we're anything but victorious is, is crazy, but we do. Because we go in the camp. Then we come back down to earth. Then we go back over here. You know, that's normal. So a lot of people go, I don't even know if I'm Christian anymore. Golly, I feel so terrible. I said, I don't even know if I'm Christian. And, you know, and Christ is saying, hey, kid, my kid, come on, let's go. So we have a new relationship with Christ. That word son again, keep that in mind, that intimate relationship. He lifted us up with Christ. There's three times in this, verse, in this little section it says with Christ. That intimate, like as if he just carried us and said, I'm bringing you up with me. Because he did. You know, I can tell you this right now. When 40 years, when I was turned 40, uh, I'm sitting on one side of the Grand Canyon and God's over there. And I'm like, it isn't happening. The only, my only perspective was, remember, where was I? I was in sin, so my perspective is workspace, workspace. How do I get from one side to the other? So I had, I'd have to get out of the map. Oh, you can't get over there. You know, I didn't know that someone was going to carry me over. 
So when you make that leap, if that's anyone in here that's on one side, make sure you make a big leap. Don't do like I did. I tried to jump twice. And the first jump didn't work well. But, <laughs> but really, what I'm saying is we're all there. This is, this is your heritage. Then he goes a little bit further. Now, he's talked over and over about how this is grace and it's not, we did nothing. And I want you to, when you reread this, really pay attention to that. You didn't do anything, but the big part is you're not expected to do anything. That's the most important part. Don't try to brag and say, hey, I'm a Christian. Look what I did. We do that all the time because when we do something good, we want to brag about it. So anyway, this is, this is, oh, I'm sorry. Verse 10, it, it talks about we are his workmanship. Yes. Well, I didn't read verse 10, did I? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. That workmanship is defined by our new creation. It's not the old you that he's talking about here. It's the new you that he has made for you in your, he's worked your, his divine workmanship. The new you, perfection in his image and his likeness. He's just so pleased with this new you. But he says to do good works and to walk in it. He's saying, this is your call. This is it. I, I look at Peter and he says, in 2 Peter chapter 1, it says, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through knowledge of him. <coughs> Excuse me who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped a corruption in the world caused by evil. He's saying participate in the divine nature, not spectate, participate. That's our walk in Christ, is a participation in this new kingdom of which we've become citizens. And we're not just in a limited kingdom, but the good stuff's coming later. We're in a kingdom that's now totally fulfilled with, with the kingdom to come smacking into us all the time. And that we are the revelation of Christ that dwells in us. That we are the light that comes through in our workplaces, in our homes, in our families. There's, our walk is so important because all of this without the walk is wasted. You know, if you want to find out how strong you are, go to the gym and what do you do? You lift a weight. We talked about this. If you want to find out how fast you can run, what do you do? You enter a race. And he's saying, walk in this. You live it. And you become more confident as you use it. That's what builds our anticipation and builds our anticipation and builds our anticipation. I'm in the kingdom now. I'm in the kingdom near. And so, sometimes I'm in the kingdom delayed. And I'm not going to worry about which one it is because I don't know which one's going to show up. So I just got to keep on walking. And then in that walk, I could walk up to Marcus and all of a sudden, wham, kingdom now. I walk up to Jim and he goes, come back later. <laughs> but the other part is what we perceive 
of kingdom delayed actually was kingdom now. Because sometimes we're praying for someone and we're, we're, there's a healing going on in their spirit or soul that we don't see. We're praying for a sore knee or maybe someone's got a back problem but it's caused by tension and we're praying and the Holy Spirit's moving in on that, that, that the stress that's causing a tension backache. So if you think your prayers are wasted, that's idiotic. If you think that God doesn't hear you, you're living up, you're already up there. You're in the throne room. You're standing before the king and petitioning the king face to face. This isn't bouncing off a wall and, boy, I hope you heard me. This is face to face I've been raised by Christ. It's a fundamental difference that we really have to look at. See, the difference is now we're immersed in glory. We're enveloped in the mercy of God's love. And we're reborn of sons of God by the lavish grace of our Redeemer. Instead of being dead. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He made dead people alive in Christ. Yes. And he came to this. And when you say, he said, I didn't come to judge. Because we've already judged ourselves. And we said, Lord, I want to be judged. Find me guilty. Sentence me to death. And Jesus died for me. And now I have the riches of heaven from this point forward. My eternal life has already begun. I'm not waiting for some other time down the road. My eternal life has begun the moment I said yes to Jesus. And so in that, we have been lifted. This is a, if you can read, you know, how many of you just fell in love with Jesus all over again? I mean, that's just, that's incredible. It's, as kingdom people, we've got to move confidently. Knowing that we're in both kingdoms. Let it become a reality. Watch, watch, the, watch the Holy Spirit burst into, into your life. Watch him burst in when you pray for someone. Watch him burst in when there's a, an argument and your wife goes, honey, we just need to pray. And suddenly the argument goes away. She's laughing because it happens all the time. <laughs> it happens. The kingdom keeps bursting in all the time. You know, I'm not saying that there's never any bad stuff that goes on in our lives. There's a tremendous amount. But understand, we have a, an enemy that's battling with us. But he, he didn't leave us unarmed. He said, you are my children. God with us. God for us. I was dead, but you gave life, Lord. I was afraid, but you gave courage. I just look at that and I say, Jesus, that's you. And you lifted me up. And you lifted me up. And you lifted me up. God with me. With me when I was born again. With me when I was resurrected. With me when I was lifted up. There is nothing that will separate that. That is the message here. This is the most powerful thing you'll read is, is God's word when it comes alive in you. So... Let's just take two seconds. Let's just stand up for one second. I don't, I'm not, I'm, this, is, this is not Chuck, but this is Chuck. This is the new Chuck. <laughs> Put ourselves in position to receive something from the Holy Spirit. We're going to make a couple of declarations because a lot of us haven't really perceived this, this kingdom now, kingdom near, kingdom later, whole thing. So we're going to say this. I am saved. I am being saved. 
I will be saved. I am holy. I will I am being made holy. I will be holy. I am a child of God. I'm being made a child of God. I will be a child of God. The kingdom is now. And I'm a member. And I praise the king. So we just ask right now, Holy Spirit, open our hearts. Allow us to make this real. Come into us right now, Holy Spirit. We know that you have declarations, you have truths, you have so much to give us. Right now, someone's probably getting a word right now, and you're saying, I don't really want to be the first one to go up and speak. So we're going to say, Holy Spirit, give courage. Because when I was afraid, you were with me. Yeah. When I had fear, you gave courage. We say, Jesus, open up our hearts. Let the Holy Spirit down. We just thank you with such intensity, Father. The love that you have lavished us with. The love that takes the form of your incredible grace. And you couldn't wait to give us. We just give you thanks. We give you thanks for the joy of the new life in us. The new life that keeps getting more and more mature. That keeps growing. Gets closer and closer. We just thank you, Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dying bite. Anyone get a word? Who has? Come on up. Come on up. Someone over here got a word. I, just, I already know it. Someone over here got a word. Uh, maybe not. Actually, I know someone sitting back in that booth. Who, that message, the Lord just told me, you've been feeling almost like crazy half the time anyway. <laughs> That you feel this tug that I'm, why is it one minute I'm just so powerful and filled with the Holy Spirit? That somehow touched you, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, good. The Holy Spirit said that yeah, was for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, because you get visions, you, you see from the kingdom. I, and so then, then you also get smacked back into earth and it somehow breaks it up. So if that, that probably can't come around a lot of us. But I, for some reason, as soon as I looked up at you, the Lord said that was, tell Gloria, that, amen. <laughs> so, all right. As usual, anyone else who has, if you don't have a word, you sure? All right. I'm going to really strongly suggest, because I think there was a real anointing here today. I felt it with the worship. I felt, I felt it as, as I was speaking. Find someone that you don't know real, real well. It's not like the normal person you sit with. And just engage in some prayer today. And those of you who have specific needs like the prayer, some of you that just don't feel like the kingdom is coming at all, why don't you just stop on up? We're going to pray for a breakthrough. Anyone who has a health problem, come up. We're going to pray for a breakthrough. We're not just hoping anymore in the English sense of hope. In the Christian sense of hope, he is our hope. Because that mean in, in the Bible, the hope means assurance. We absolutely trust it to be, happen. I should use the word wish. We, we are anticipating a breakthrough of the kingdom. Because we are kingdom people. And that, that is the normal place for us to be in. We're in a new normal. So 
Enjoy it. Just think of it this way. You just inherited everything. Okay? It takes a little while to, you know, all of a sudden the first time the credit card goes through, oh, I am. Oh. All right? You just, re, you just inherited the kingdom. Go ahead and start cashing those checks. Start living it, walking it, expecting it. All right? That's all I have. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.